We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. The Gap Factory Labor Day sale is happening now. Hurry in for the best deals of the season. 40 to 75% off everything. Plus doorbusters August 30th through September 2nd only. Tees from $4.99. Logo styles from $16.99. And jeans from $19.99. Shop in-store today at Gap Factory or at GapFactory.com. Everybody and welcome back to another edition of the Dynasty Tradecast. This week brought to you by RotoQL. I'm your host, Eric Bertzloff, better known on Twitter as at Dynasty Trades, joined by my two co-hosts, Nathan and the Salamander himself, the slimy, sticky <laughs> fantasy Salamander. What's up, man? The Slalomanders? Slalomander. Um, I really I really botched that. I'm I'm fully taking on, I'm embodying the Salamander. I had pizza for dinner and breathing into this thing, I can just I'm just getting reef. They call you the grill master. You've seared the thickest porterhouse in the butcher shop. And as you lift that first forkful to your mouth, you savor the moment. To get amazing offers during the Mercedes-Benz summer event, like the 2019 C-Class sedan and GLC SUV, the perfect recipes of driving performance. Plus, you can enjoy six months of Sirius XM All Access included. The Mercedes-Benz summer event, now serving limited time offers on a select lineup of vehicles. Offers end September 3rd. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing flexions of garlic and pizza just in my face and it's kind of hard to even speak right now what what does that have to do with a salamander <laughs> i don't know <laughs> like i thought you were going for a second with like mutant ninja turtles and you were like yeah i mean you can make that reach too I, i'm just <laughs> i'm lost i'm, I'm kidding i'm i'm speaking out of a food coma hello nathan 
What's up? What's up? Uh, I didn't eat pizza. I had uh, steak, but you know, uh, there's that. Ah, oh, dude, steak is bomb. It's good stuff. Ah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> there's the Dynasty Food Cast. There we go. There it is. That'll be our clip for the week, and and that's gonna go ahead and wrap up the show. No, no, just kidding. <laughs> um, so we have some exciting preseason. Uh, preseason week two, I guess technically week three. We don't count the Hall of Fame game, right? It's week two. Sure. So we'll chat. We'll chat things that have happened there, dynasty values that have shifted, and have some dynasty conversation. And uh, then we'll wrap with a game of keep trade drop today. Uh, just warning: probably going to be on the quicker side, but who knows? There, Nathan thinks there's a lot of really deep discussion in the uh, keep trade drop. So I'm hope I'm hoping that's the case because I love I love arguing with you guys. I plan on rambling to keep you all here for an extra twenty minutes. Dude, I'm I'm just I'm just fantasizing about Mike Davis doing anything in the league and Nathan <laughs> having to eat dog poop. Is what I'm fantasizing about. <laughs> oh, man, I hope if you so. missed last week's show, that's what happened there. <laughs> yeah, no, I, listening back to that, I may have regretted it, but I, I don't I don't think I will because Mike Davis is never going to be a workhouse back in the end, or course back yeah. in the NFL. Well, what I would say is you unfortunately have some percentage of eating dog poop based off of what you told us. So there's a non-zero chance. Maybe maybe it's just like a chihuahua or something. It's not oh, like God. It's not like a great pain <laughs> or anything. All right. I, I, think, I think it'd have to be Frank's poop, but you know. <laughs> let, let me, let me, anyway. Let's pivot off of, uh, off of that. <laughs> Thank you, Tan. Uh, and have the listeners uh, a quick reminder that you can support the Rotoviz Radio Network and all of our 10 shows per week on Patreon now. Uh, if you haven't ever done Patreon, it's a way to uh, basically give a weekly, monthly uh, contribution if you really like what we're doing. It's a really cool way to support the show and support people that um, that you know, take a lot of time to do this for you guys for very, very little money. Uh, by doing so, you'll gain exclusive access to the Rotoviz Live, um, our weekly Sunday morning show, answering all of your fantasy questions. Partnerships start at just $5 per month and provide exclusive access to Rotoviz Live. That's four shows per month on top of 40 podcasts for just $5. Become a Rotoviz Radio patron today to join an exclusive community of listeners, access premium content, do your part in helping the network grow and continue to produce high quality industry leaders programming speaking of those awesome exclusives eric as uh, as a loyal uh, rotoviz radio podcast listener you can also get 30 percent off your rotoviz nfl pass right now it's available through the nfl podcast homepage rotoviz.com forward slash podcast the season <laughs> is almost here make sure you're ready gain unlimited access to all of our nfl content and tools so you get amazing value and and can support the podcast network once again that's rotovizradio.com forward slash podcast yeah and it's starting to ramp up right now i mean the season's on top of us so so rotoviz is really cranking out the content so uh go out there get that rotoviz pass um and then if you really want to uh we would appreciate it if you want to support us on patreon as well uh, okay um anything else before we get into the show nathan let's get it started okay um first on the top of the notes here is uh because we we just can't quit him as dynasty owners josh gordon <laughs> is back and we can't quit them as the, the Dynasty Tradecast team by not talking about the Cleveland Browns at the top of the show, every show, no matter what. You would think this show is based out of Cleveland. The <laughs> the <moment we> talk. <laughs> that's, that's absolutely true. Yeah, so Josh Gordon is back in the building. And I had possibly my most like viral tweet I've ever had. Had 199 likes. I said, wow. This, the, the sell Josh Gordon window has opened for the 13th time in the last five years. So 
So what's messed up is that might honestly be undershooting it. Yeah, it's probably closer to 20. It is. It has been truly absurd. I mean, think about all those blurs. Like, oh, Josh Gordon had a salad today. He must be getting his life turned around. I was like, okay. Dressing on the side. Ah. <laughs> Oh, good God. Okay. I mean, I think we're just going to say what we always say about Gordon here, but unless one of you just suddenly, like, I don't know, fell into a, a time warp and learned something in the future that we didn't know. But I mean, you're, Nathan's exactly right. This is, if if there is hype around Josh Gordon, like run, sell him. Like get, it, it happens like every two weeks that he's like, he's like, is he going to be done forever? Nope. He's back. He, and, and he's worth like a fourth round startup pick. Great. Yeah, with, with Gordon, uh, the only thing that his presence at camp does is it, you know, it, it ends the book on the Des Bryant experiment that, you know, we kind of talked about on last week's show, and we'll talk about it again after this. But, I mean, the other thing it does, that if, if he ends up playing, I think that Landry loses a couple targets. Uh, but I, I think that of the guys that you want to count on in the Cleveland offense, Gordon would be behind – uh, Jarvis Landry, David Njoku, Duke Johnson, all those guys I'd rather have in my lineup consistently than Josh Gordon. So uh, it, it's kind of a I'll believe it when I see it with, with Gordon on, from an on-the-field on perspective. Uh, but, uh, yeah, if you can, uh, you know, sucker your way into getting like a mid-first for him right now, I do that every day of the week. So just just to give a little bit of, uh, you know, a, a little more perspective from maybe the other side, um, just so we're not like all negative all the time on Josh Gordon because we kind of all are in the same boat with him. But yep. I, I mean, we saw him for the little bit last year and I mean, he absolutely can still play. He's not, I, I don't think he's going to be that level where he was just like unstoppable where when the ball was in his hands, it was just like he was gone. I, I don't think he's that guy uh, after what, five years now. Uh, but I still think he's, I mean, he's, he's kind of that offense's playmaker now. Jarvis is going to be the the kind of pacifier for who whatever whatever quarterback is behind center, whether it's Baker, whether it's Tyrod. I think it, if Tyrod's back there, it's more likely to be a Jarvis led offense uh, than anything. I think once they once they maneuver Baker in, it might be a little bit more Josh Gordon, a little bit more down the field. Um, so I mean, we know that he can still do it. the The main issue though that we always go back to is is he going to be there? Is he going to stay on the field? So. With this kind of whether it was hard knocks or um, you know just trying to get his life straight, whatever it was, missing that time is important. It's not you know, well. He doesn't need to go to camp. He's a six year NFL veteran. It's like well, no, he's played like right. you know, twenty games. He's not. He's not a six year veteran. He's he has barely played. Um, so we kind of got to keep that in the back of our minds. But yeah, he he definitely can still do it. I, I'm kind of part of me really wants him to uh, to succeed, but at the same time, it's it's kind of a tough path. I mean, yeah, this is – and, and the thing is, like, he's, you're right, he's a six-year veteran. So, I mean, and he's not really a six-year veteran, but he's 27 now. Like, he's not – he's two years away from being, like, what everybody's saying about A.J. Green. If, even if he turns out to be amazing, that he's going to, like, start losing value because he's going to start hitting that, like, age 30 cliff. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think just hitting it home, I mean, he's got a fourth, fifth-round startup ADP right now. Um, that's – that's nutter butters to me. Um, if you can get, basically he's worth like the one Oh five in last year's picks right now, which is okay. I'll take that. All right. I'll move on to uh, Des here. Just uh, kind of, you know, ask the question, uh, will Des have a job come week one, Dan? 
Yeah, I mean, he's going to have a job. It, it just he needs to stop being so weird about it. It, it he's I, I understand that, especially at that you know once you get like your thirty whatever, you kind of just want your family to be set up and you want to just kind of land one place and stay one place. So I understand he's trying to like drill these teams and like hey what about this and like well my family and they set me up for retirement and all this like i get that and i understand that that's probably the process he's going through but at the same time you cannot be so picky when there's literally four teams that have sent you you know an email (laughs) maybe giving you a phone call it's you can't be so picky you can't be so selective so uh, i i think he does he does have a spot you know week one i think this is more of a i don't really feel like practicing type thing because Des is one of those kind of guys. So See, um, I think he's, I think he's holding out. I think he like, he thinks he's worth too much money and he won't take less money. And, that's and like, part of it. Yeah. That's part of it for sure. Get the nail on the head on practicing. Like, okay, he's going to show up what pre week for the preseason at some facility. And he's not going to be ready for week one. Cause he's not going to know the offense. Yeah. I mean, we saw something similar with, with Adrian Peterson a few years ago when he was just kind of like hanging around and hanging around and like the last week or so of camp, he finally like joined up, but, um, yeah, I mean, he's going to have a spot. I don't know that it's going to do much for his dynasty value at this point um, because he's going to be playing from behind. He, as good of as a receiver as he was, maybe he's washed, maybe he's not. You need time with an offense. You can't just plug and play. It's 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 not it's not fluid like that. Yeah, and I have no evidence to back this up, but I would venture to say he probably hasn't gotten a, a concrete actual contract offer since the Baltimore offer in, in like May or June. I think yeah. that, that teams have whispered, oh, maybe we'll, we'll think about picking him up. But I think the Baltimore one that was reported is the only real offer he's gotten, and he didn't want to play with Joe Flacco. He thought that he wanted to play with a better quarterback. So I, I honestly don't think he has a job week one, but I think if he does, I think the two favorites as of now, now that Cleveland's out of the picture, it's New Orleans or San Francisco. I wouldn't hate a New Orleans landing spot. I think that makes a ton of sense. That's a, that's a you know championship-caliber team. And he could do a lot with with Drew Brees. He could he could be his thirty uh, year old Marcus Colston. Yeah. Oh, Marcus Colston. That's actually a pretty decent comp. That's uh, that's good stuff. <laughs> I, I mean, heard, if, if you told me if you told me five years ago that Des would be being comp to Marcus Colston, I'd be a bit disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> You'd no. be dropping him from all of your teams, dude. As somebody who owns Des on a number of teams, I'm pretty disappointed, Nathan. I'm not going to lie. Well, well, I know, but I'm saying like that. That you know. We, we we once thought Des was like a once in a lifetime athlete, but now obviously he's he was not. he was for like three years. I'm saying like all right, back to the Josh Gordon conversation. Like when when Des was 27, he was getting drafted first overall in Dynasty startups, and now he's out of the effing league. Oh whoa, effing that, that that's a strong strong F right there. But yes, sorry. Let's let's move away from Des because it seems like Eric's getting a little con- gotta a little, keep the PG tag on. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's go on to. Theodore Bridgewater, uh, everyone and their mother is trying to predict where he will land, when he, where he'll get traded. And this is one of the more curious things from the offseason for me. People seem to think that like teams are clamoring for Teddy Bridgewater. There were 31 teams that didn't sign him for a while during the, you know, the free agency and weren't willing to take a risk on him. I don't see the Jets getting anything more than maybe like a fifth from a team that like has an injured quarterback. I, I think that the the concept that they're like the there was a Roto War blurb that the Jets are asking for a high price for Teddy. And if that's the case, they're not going to move Teddy. He'll just end up being their third string quarterback. So, dude, I mean, I, I don't know, though. I mean, I think that argument is slightly flawed, though, is because I think everybody was so nervous after him coming off of that injury that they were like, that they were like, okay, 
if, if you're not touching them, we're not touching them. And that was kind of the, the contagion that took over in the NFL. And then finally the judge was like, fine, we'll take a shot on him. Uh, we'll give him no money and a real incentive based deal. Um, and, and then he's turned out to be pretty solid, but I don't know. I mean, the, the NFL, much like dynasty owners are very, very fickle and change their mind very, very quickly. And bad owners and GMs might actually go out and say, okay, now the kid's proven it, that the, the jets stuck their neck out there. We can compensate them. Like, I mean, and I wouldn't say the Broncos are a bad organization, but that that's that's a landing spot that, that to me makes a lot of sense. It, it makes a lot of sense if they hadn't just given a huge contract to Case Keenum. They can't afford to make back-to-back mistakes on a veteran like that. So I think that, like we talked about before, the Broncos' next quarterback will be a rookie quarterback. Yeah, but they're going to have to wait for a good two years before they're even getting anyone quality. Uh, and they can get out of Case Keenum after this year, I believe. That's correct. Um, so going after Teddy, honestly, I think it's now that we've seen him out there, we know that that leg is mostly intact. It seems stable. Right. And we saw him a few snaps last year with the Vikings, you know, it was the cool story and everything, but he still wasn't right. They, he shouldn't have been out there. Um, but now this preseason, yes, it's preseason and, and we can't overreact to it, but he looks stable. He looks accurate. His deep ball looks better. Uh, and those were some of the things that kind of were his knocks. And, um, you know, the 31 teams, like you said, Eric, that, that didn't go after him and the Jets finally took the shot is because they just didn't want to pull the trigger on someone that they, they didn't know was healthy. So now that people see that they're healthy, I think you get teams like Denver, even teams maybe like New England throws out a mid-round pick if, you know, the Jets obviously, you know, inside the division, that's a tough a tough thing. But, um, you know, Brady's not going to play forever and Bridgewater would make sense in that kind of deal. Um, yeah, that's, that's an interesting thought. Where where else would he go? I mean, barring an injury, is there even a spot that's open for him? I mean, I think every, I think that the Broncos seem to have the worst QB squad right now. There's no spot that Teddy gets traded on in late August where he becomes a starter anytime before like week five. And I don't really understand the concept of trading for him for the future. He's on a one-year $6 million deal. So unless you plan on a franchise tagging Teddy next year or sign him to a huge extension, like it's more likely that, that he's going to be getting his next, you know, be from his next team, not from a trade, but from, you know, a contract. So yeah, thing, I, if, they can, if they can work out a not a massive deal, you can work out a two year deal for, you know, whatever remote minimum might be, because it's like, hey, it's either this or it's nothing. And player coming off an injury like that i mean obviously he just did that with the jets and the one-year thing but it, he still might be willing to do it if you know those phones aren't ringing off the hook and you just have a few options he might be willing to roll with that so honestly I, I think the jets do move him i think they're comfortable with darnold and mccown um but i don't i don't know that like you said nathan there's not really any place where he can go where he's going to be a starter prior to maybe one of the first few bye weeks uh he's gonna need that time to learn the offense to you know kind of implement himself and maybe it is just ends up being due to injury. So it's kind of a it's kind of a weird one. I, I yeah. love I love Teddy. Always have loved him coming out. And injury sucked. Uh, the Vikings moving on sucked, but I understand. Uh, yeah, it's it's a it's an interesting one. It's something I'm definitely going to keep my eye on. If you had to percentage wise say the chances he's in a Jet, I mean I'm I'm thinking he stays a Jet easily through I don't know week. Let's call it week four at like eighty percent, right? No, I'd, I'd say I'd say it's like fifty fifty. He starts the season with the Jets right now. Oh, really? You think he's going before the season starts? Yeah, 
Because if they're going to move him, they're going to move him now. So he can kind of get his, you know, he kind of get implemented with his new team. But at the same time, I don't, it's not going to mean much because he's not going to play right away. So it's, we're kind of in a weird time right now. It's kind of, it's almost like they waited too long, but at the same time, people needed to see him. So, um, dynasty value does, does obviously it's kind of just two QB super flex type stuff. Nathan, if you had to put a value on Teddy, if you were, if you're, let's say you're, you know, a big Teddy fan and you just want to go get him on one of your rosters in super flex or two QB, what are you thinking of offering for, for Teddy? If you're maybe QB needy or you just like the, like the upside. Yeah, I, I think that the only way you really acquire Teddy and Superflex right now is if it's in a situation where a guy is having a, a tough time making a roster cut. And sometimes making a roster cut, you decide to, to deal your third worst player rather than cut your worst player. So, you know, maybe go to the, the guy who has Teddy if he has a deeper roster and say, hey, I'll throw you this third for Teddy. You gain a third and you don't have to end up dropping anybody. So that would really be the move. I think anything more than a third is an overpay just because there, there's not a clear outlook to how Teddy Bridgewater gets a starting NFL job, much less one that's for a long-term situation. Yep. Totally on board there. Okay. Let's pivot over um, to a man who has beaten out both AJ McCarron and Nathan Peterman. Well, and that is, well no, no. He, by default. Be, <laughs> he, in, he out, in, he I, out. I understand. Someone. I understand that I am making a, a slightly incorrect statement for, uh, it was just for like entry into the segment here, guys, and and then I get shot out of the sky, and there's no there's no fun. I can't exaggerate. This is ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but that is Josh Allen, um, who's now slated to start the the pre the next preseason game and potentially week one. I mean, you can't start Nathan Peterman. You can't start no. anyone named Nathan. <laughs> hey, hey, remember that blurb where Nathan Peterman was really making a, a turn and was gonna be was gonna he actually was gonna like give give everybody a run for their money on the on the team. He was only gonna throw four interceptions in a quarter. God, the, the, some of some of the blurbs just going back. We should just create like the greatest blurbs of the off season that are just pure comedy at the end of the season. Yeah, and I may be like making this up, but I think I recall like some blurbs being like. Do the Bills have a wealth of talent at the quarterback position? Will they trade one of them? <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, for me, I'm always team uh, start the the young rookie, the, the first-round pick quarterback. I, I like to see what they they're, they do in the field from a fantasy perspective. But I also think that you don't really learn much, you know, having a headset on. So I think that the best thing for Josh Allen's future is to start week one. Um, even though it's an absolute mess of a talent situation there. But, you know, the Bills led the league in carries last year and, uh, you know, rushes. That's not going to change, assuming McCoy doesn't end up getting suspended. McCoy is going to, like, lead the league in carries. So I think they're going to do their best to uh, try and, you know, take the pressure off of uh, Allen, but also just putting him in the position to succeed. Put him through the uh, the Trubisky ringer, if you will. Don't don't let him throw more than like ten times a game and just pound the rock. Well, I, I, I can see not, that. Might not even have wide receivers in the game at all. So yeah, that's they're that's just perfect. they're just gonna they're just gonna put ten offensive linemen out. <laughs> right. Nine offensive linemen, Josh Allen and Shady, and that's it. Oh God. I mean, with the depth they have, they might as well. <laughs> yeah, it's it's still a, a situation where yeah, I mean, even if he starts, yes, he's making slight progress in the preseason he looked good on a few passes the other night um i I still i don't see it that there's not i mean he's he's got all of the arm talent in the world which has always been his like go-to he has no touch he has i I mean 
you can learn some of these things, but man, when the guys with the big arms like that, it, it just they always seem to struggle with the intermediate stuff and and kind of the underneath stuff. And and he's still struggling with it. Yes, he's good down the field. Uh, some of his you know those timing routes he's been all right on, but everything else has been just so messy that it, you know in in a dynasty, unless I'm I'm getting you know really good value or gifted Josh Allen, I'm probably not seeking out i'm not trading for i'm not rostering any of that fun stuff i did however draft him in the scott fishbowl so hopefully he does start week one i mean isn't this the time isn't this the part of the show where like if the blurbs are starting to look this way i mean especially in super flex it's a rookie starter um it's it's got a, a lot of sex appeal i mean uh you mentioned trubitsky i mean it's a similar situation in my eyes like he's he's going into just a dumpster fire and is being expected to be pro- productive or, or not get killed. Um, and I think that they're one of the, 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 the least amount of talent in the NFL right now, that, that entire team. So it'll be tough for him that year, much like the bears last year, but maybe next year will be the answer. But yeah, it's, it's interesting. I mean, maybe now's the sell time or maybe there's going to be hype in the off season next year, no matter what he does. Yeah, I think, I think he does inevitably start because you just cannot put Nathan Peterman out there. And obviously McCarron's, uh, out with injury for however long, whatever well, that happens. He said he did not break his collarbone, by the way. Oh, okay. So he it was just a just a scare. Okay. Apparently, well, I mean, well, I think well, no, no, he can't practice for a while. But he didn't like it's. Uh, he's probably not going to be able to you know play until like week four preseason at least. So. Interesting. I think they still go with Josh Allen. Honestly, I think I think Buffalo wants that. I think the coaching staff wants that. Obviously, you would hope that the player wants that. So. I think um, I think we can call him week one starter uh, with maybe like 51%. They could, they could really <laughs> use somebody like a Tyrod Taylor over there, couldn't they? Yeah, it's too bad he wasn't available. <laughs> too bad. All right, let's wrap up our topics with Adrian Peterson. Uh, you know, he might be 87 years old, but he is currently uh, <laughs> so- signed to the Washington Redskins football team. So... Adrian Peterson, uh, does this scare you off of all of your Rob Kelly hype, Dan? <laughs> Whoa, where is that hype? Then? Uh, there, uh, I mean, I think I have still a couple of Rob Kelly shares just sitting around randomly because uh, I could IR him last year. But, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, he was bad last year. But the the name of the game is opportunity. And if he's going to be given – touches he has value whether you like it or not obviously not much dynasty value but as a waiver pickup um you know even a late round flyer pick to go help your running back depth in a dynasty league if you think you can compete um getting potentially 12 15 18 touches uh i mean that's honestly in play we don't know the health of these other guys we don't know how committed they are to rob kelly or whoever else they have. So obviously they brought AP in to play. They're not, they're not just going to go get them and be like, all right, you, you're a big name. You're just going to sit on the bench. Um, and we know how the Grudens love their old washed up running backs. So there's that. Sure. I, you know, it's, this doesn't move the needle much for me. I think there's going to be a lot of like redraft hype around this being a sleeper. And like, I, I just think he's going to split time uh, like he did in, in, uh, in New Orleans before he kind of bolted out of there. Um, but maybe you're right. Maybe they just ride him into the ground. But I, I just don't know that he's got any gas left in the tank. I'll I'll be sitting this one out, even with contenders. I'll go look for a better option. Yeah, uh, right into the ground. He's been he's already in the ground. So, yes. Uh, I never yeah. said he was good. I never said he was good. But he's going to get touches, and that's the yeah. end of the game. 
Yeah, I mean, he's purely a guy. I mean, we talk about best ball options where he might have like a six carry for eighteen yard in the touchdown game, and maybe that gets you a start. You know, right. so so yeah, he's nothing more than that. You know, he he would be on the roster bubble if, if he's even on rosters right now. So uh, yeah, I mean, not really expecting much, but you know, it's kind of one of those things that if you get anything from him, you know, it's a positive. But I'm not out out going out trying to target him. All right, trade cast bet time. Over under 1.5 75-yard games. Eric, oh, under, over under. or under? 75-yard games. I'll take I'll under. take the I'll take the over, but I, I don't love it. It's not by much. <laughs> I mean, last year he had two games with like 130 plus yards and only like one game with a touchdown, I think. Wasn't, I mean, wasn't that on like 42 carries he did though? It's like like an each one of game. them one of them was really inefficient. The other one was actually a decent game. I, I don't I don't know. It was against that Tampa. Was... It was against Tampa. Yeah, it was against Tampa. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I was like, I remember him running the ball like every single play in one of the games. Well, no, no, the one, the one against Tampa, like he had like seventeen carries for like one hundred and forty yards because Tampa was that bad. He broke, he broke a couple off, I think I remember, but he got caught because he doesn't have that that same speed anymore. So, yeah, I, I think, like you said, Nathan, I think he's a best ball uh, option at his highest, you know, value. Uh, Any place else, I mean, if you have him, I mean, keep him now. You were about to throw him away if he didn't sign, but I think you can hang on to him now and maybe get a week or two as a spot starter. I don't know that I'm doing that. I think I find he's got enough name recognition still that I might go out and try to get a second for him. That's what I'd be trying to shop if I could get a second for him. Uh, This is going to be this this week's uh, recommendation. Last week was Peyton Barber. This is Adrian Peterson. If you can go get a second for him, then kudos to you. Send it to us. Let, let me let me get a more actionable advice. Do Peterson and a third to get a second because you're not getting a second for Peterson. There you uh, go. That's yeah. that's accurate. Also, I, I, did, I did get a second for Barber after the show last week. <laughs> fun fact. Spe- speaking of Barber, Nathan in uh, Kadoosh today. That was a Peyton Barber trade, was it not? Oh, uh, was it Barber and Carson? It was. Uh, I, I don't. Well, maybe it was Chris Carson. I'm. I'm yeah, high. I, I saw Barber moved in a package. Whether it was Kadusha or it was another league moved in a package for a first. Uh, and uh, I. No, you know, it was Carson and Kittle, not Barber. Okay, so it wasn't Kadusha. It was another league, but yeah, it was. It was like Barber and like two other things that were worth zero for a twenty twenty first. I think and I about punched my computer. <laughs> Dude, the Barber hype is continuing to grow. He has not lost value since last week's show. So maybe now you can get a better second than you could have previously. <laughs> oh, boy. But uh, well, actually, I have, I have a question, and it's one that's not on our on our agenda, but maybe one that I just just thought of that I – in the same vein of Dez, somebody who's gotten literally no hype is Jeremy Macklin. Is he droppable at this point, or are we expecting him to start the season somewhere? He's a drop. Yeah, he's. I think he's fully deceased. That's sad. That's sad. I, I, I love that guy, but I'm, I'm starting to think that as well, and I've got him on a couple of rosters holding on for dear life, and it's about to be cut time. But there's, there's not been an ounce of a buzz about the dude since he was dropped. All right, I will do the ad read, and welcome the listeners to, uh, to our new sponsor for this week, and that is RotoQL. Do you want an unfair advantage to dominate your fantasy football league? We'll look no further and download SquadQL, the only mobile app you need to crush your friends and rivals this year. Squad QL recommends the best starting lineups for you each week based on your starters, bench, and free agency pool. You may ask, how does Squad L actually do this? How does it work? The, the app connects directly with Yahoo, ESPN, and CBS leagues, pulling in your actual rosters and league scoring. The Squad QL provides 
waiver and trade recommendations. Plus, the app gives you player rankings each week, and it's all based in your league settings. SquadQL truly is the go-to app for this season, this fantasy football season. Head to SquadQL.com to download SquadQL. You're all in one fantasy football manager. SquadQL is brought to you by the creators of RotoQL, the leader in daily fantasy lineup optimizers, trusted by over 100,000 DFS players. You can also download RotoQL for free on both Apple and Android. So check out RotoQL and SquadQL to help you out this season. All right, let's do a game of keep, trade, drop. Keep, trade. Drop, 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 drop. drop. Oh man, I think might, I might take that drop in there. Love the Beastie Boys drop. He'll stir fry you in his walk. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Nathan, why don't you go ahead and walk us through the keep trade drops? All right. Uh, for once, we're actually doing an actionable version of keep trade drop. Normally, like keep trade drop Jarvis Landry, Sammy Watkins, or you know some other person you shouldn't be cutting. Uh, but this time, it's going to be end of roster cut, so you will actually be cutting some of these guys. You will be keeping them and maybe trying to trade some of them if you think they have a little bit of value. So let's start off with the quarterback position. Now, for a lot of these guys, we thought, okay, with Superflex, you're going to keep keeping most of them. For a 12-teamer, you're probably not keeping any of them, so – Let's say it's either a 16-teamer or a 12-teamer with very deep rosters. And so our first trio is going to be Theodore Bridgewater, who we discussed earlier, Chad Kelly, who we discussed last week, and Mason Rudolph, who really hasn't gotten much buzz, but I guess that doesn't really happen when you have no like shot at starting anytime soon. I don't know, man. Ben, ben could tip over at any moment. That dude's been just taking a beating for like five years. Five? Um, well, I mean, like 15. Yeah, it's, been, it's been like five years since he couldn't get out of the pocket. So he, before okay, that, he, yeah. could, he was at least moderately football, mobile. He could, he could make it to the edge a little bit. Um, this is, these are three guys that I really like. Um, I think there's a lot of hype surrounding both Teddy and Chad Kelly right now and not so much around Mason Rudolph. And while I like Rudolph, I think he's my easy cut here. Uh, my... My issue becomes Teddy and Chad Kelly. I think, I think there's probably more hype, at least on Twitter, or maybe it's just the people that I follow. It seems like everyone wants to see the Chad Kelly show, which, if it happens, is going to be entertaining to say the very least, um, because he he's kind of that wild card quarterback, but he's also very talented. I, I think, I think he's got some of that like Josh Allen ish to him. Um, where he's, you know, big arm, but kind of sloppy. So I, I think I'd maybe trade Chad Kelly just because it seems like I might be able to get something more for him and keep my guy, Teddy. All right. I'll, I'll give my take here. And I've tried to put the wet blanket on the Chad Kelly hype on Twitter and on this podcast. Um, but I, I do think of all of these guys, he has the most clear path to win like starting possibly this year. I think that Teddy needs a trade and then some to get it to have a starting job this year. Chad Kelly only needs Case Keenum to be very, very bad at football, which could certainly happen. So, yep. uh, but so, I mean, I, I think I'll go with Dan. I'll, I'll, I will trade uh, Chad Kelly. Cause I do think that, you know, you can get a third round pick for him. Uh, I will keep Teddy and I, I'll drop Mason, but it, it if all these three guys are, are very close and you know have some reasonable upside, uh, but 
you know, it's just hard to keep guys that don't have starting jobs in one QB leagues. Yeah, I mean, this is the this is the like this is what's so crappy about guys like like Mason Rudolph, who you kind of know aren't gonna because you drafted Mason Rudolph knowing that he was not going to get any hype right now. And like, if he's on your team, like you're going to be forced to drop him. And there was almost a 0% chance he was going to get hype. Uh, so in this particular, and again, in this particular instance, you're forced to drop him, or at least we all did. Um, but I will do, I'll, I'll go ahead and trade Chad Kelly, just because I think he's starting to get hype, uh, especially if he plays well next um, next game in the preseason. If he does play in the next preseason game, if he does that, it'll continue. The hype train will continue to roll. Um, and I'll hold Teddy in the hopes of him getting traded and, and potentially taking over for Chad Kelly. And then uh, I'll go ahead and drop Mason Rudolph. But it really is. I mean, and, and this is, will be a lot of my soapbox this whole way is like you, a lot of your late round picks in, in, uh, in these rookie drafts are you, you end up with a lot of really tough decisions, which I think we're about to see. All right, let's move on to the running back position. And it is going to be rock Thomas who, uh, had a huge uh, reception, I believe, in week two of the preseason. Uh, Bo Scarborough and Kenneth Dixon. Eric, start us off with this one. Yeah, I mean, I I, I do like the like, – he did look great, but we've had a number of players look great. But, yeah, I mean, he went what for uh, – he went for over 100 yards, I think was what it was in, in, in the week two. So kind of a guy who popped up out of nowhere – um, yeah, looking up now hundred, over 130 yards, um, which is, which is pretty impressive. So, um, but one flash in the pan is not enough to move the needle for me. So first I'll go ahead and, uh, I'll go ahead and hold Dixon. He doesn't have much value, but there is a number of paths in which he becomes the guy in Baltimore, or at least becomes a piece of being the guy in Baltimore. Um, if there were injuries or if Alex Collins just turns out to be kind of a schlub, um, which I doubt's the case, but certainly it's possible. He hasn't proven it too much. Um, and I'm not sure, I'm not sure you can really get trade value for any of these guys. So I, I don't know, maybe, maybe I try to trade rock Thomas or rock Thomas. If I have him on my roster after that, and like try to dangle out the carrot to somebody and say, Oh, 140 yards in a preseason game, come and get it. Fourth round pick. Come on. Um, and cause you might, you might very well get it, but Scarborough, I, I, I don't know. He's never moved the needle for me at all. And, and he, I don't think he's really flashed all this preseason. I could be mistaken, but uh, I haven't been following the, the Cowboys too hard. But, yeah, it's, it's he's a guy that I just – I don't think anybody's interested in having. He was a fourth-round pick to begin with, and I think he's he's depressed a little bit in value or stayed exactly the same. Yeah, Bo Scarborough's bad. That's – for for me here, he's – I think he's my easy, my easy drop. And then you get to Rock Thomas and Kenneth Dixon. Kenneth Dixon's been a guy I've been talking about stashing and – and uh who like you said could potentially get a little piece of that pie yeah um not necessarily the whole thing because they do have some talented guys there and and if we see you know maybe alex collins keeps doing what we saw last year or maybe he regresses to the alex collins he was for the first two and a half years of his career whatever it was um but they still have buck allen there who is a very talented pass catching right. back um but the, but, they, but they did put a lot of I believe what Kenneth Dixon was what a third fourth round pick he's he they put some decent equity into him I believe but that was two season ending injuries ago so no I I do understand that but it was also a Newsome guy so I don't really have many you know much much to lean on there I'm um, just saying he has the draft pedigree is what I'm saying so, I yeah think, I mean and I, I don't think it was a reach at the time for them to go get him there sure sure um, but then you look at like Rock Thomas and now you've got probably a less clear path to touches when you consider we have to assume that Dalvin Cook's going to stay healthy. We don't know. Uh, but Latavius Murray was a rock last year 
And however, Rock Thomas. Yeah, I'm sure. There you go. Um, but he, I mean, he showed that he can kind of do it all across the board. And I mean, he caught a few passes here and there. He was great between the tackles. Um, so I, I just, I don't see a place for Rock Thomas there. However, I, I do think that they keep him and I think they keep him active because he, you know, maybe somebody just kind of gets banged up during a game and they can throw him in because I don't think he, I don't think he's too, uh, too far of a fall from Latavius Murray. I think he can bring a few extra things to the table in the pass catching, uh, game. Obviously they, they're wide receiver and, you know, tight end and all that stuff is, is pretty deep now. And obviously you have Kirk Cousins to run that offense. So it's probably anybody who's going to be in there is probably going to have a, a, a little bit more uh, production was, than they maybe would have. Was Rock Thomas on either of your guys' radar prior to breaking out here? I mean, I know you guys do a bit of a deeper dive, but he's not a name I heard at all in the, like in the, uh, in the preseason here. Yeah. yeah, He, he was a top recruit uh, who went to Auburn and then uh, flowed out there and, and went to like a one double A school. So uh, for the, the deeper Debbie guys, he was certainly on, on the radar. Um, but he wasn't really a guy like he wasn't a guy who was really targeting in rookie option or rookie drafts. I mean, I do, I do have him on a couple of teams that were like fifth round picks and things like that. Um, but I will just go with my uh, keep trade drop here. I'm trading Kenneth Dixon. Uh, you can find the one Kenneth Dixon. He's the one guy in this group that I can guarantee you, you can find someone who will give you a third floor sure. in most leagues. Uh, so I, I'm trading him. Uh, I'm cutting Bo Scarborough because – He's not that good, and, you know, he's behind Ezekiel. There's not really a, a path to playing time there uh, outside of a Zeke injury, I guess. And I will keep uh, Rock Thomas just because he, you know, might be Jarek mckinnon light. Interesting. I like yeah, that is interesting. Uh, I, I agree with Dan just because he agreed with me. <laughs> All righty. Let's go to the wide receiver position. And uh, there, I asked for submissions on Twitter, and, like, the most like position I got sent was – was wide receiver, so it was kind of tough to choose which three here. But we are going to go with Terrell Pryor, who broke out a couple years ago, didn't do much last year in Washington. Jordan Matthews, who was traded to the Patriots and subsequently cut, probably still injured, so he's probably not going to get picked up anytime soon from an NFL roster. And Taylor Gabriel, who has been getting some hype uh, with the Bears. All right, I'm hopping in. What up? Um, this has got to make this has got to make you guys sad to see Jordan Matthews on this list, doesn't it? not great that's gotta that's gotta burn a bit been saying didn't like jordan matthews for a while now and here we are with him with terrell Pryor, who you love dan and uh, taylor gabriel you throw a b uh, in that name and it's terrible Pryor, which would make more sense oh god it's good to rub this in okay um let's go ahead and get into it uh i this one's tough i'm gonna go ahead and probably keep taylor gabriel just because he's kind of unsexy but the problem is if i do that there's nobody else that i can trade here neither of these guys are worth anything on the trade market right now unless you find somebody who on name value alone wants one of them for a third um which is at this point pretty unlikely so i would like to probably keep taylor gabriel just because i think he's going to have some value for this year and actually had value last year as well um and he's been a guy who you can in bye weeks or in tough situations put in. And he, he always finds the field, which is great. Um, Jordan Matthews, I guess I'll try to trade him and I'll drop prior, but I, realistically they're both kind of just drops at this point. Yeah. I'm with you on Gabriel having the, the best, like, you know, bye week fill in type upside of this group. And so I'll, I'll keep him. I will trade prior, you know, cause he's on an NFL roster. So I, I think that, Someone might, you know, fancy a third round pick, maybe a high fourth round pick for him. Right. Uh, 
And the thing with Jordan Matthews, I'm an avid believer. Like I, I always, I was an avid believer at one time. He's not going to be making my rosters that I, I have to make cuts for this week. So um, as someone who is a fan, it's going to hurt to cut him, but he is the the one who I'd be cutting of this group. Man, this, this brings me back to a trade I made when he was a rookie and breaking out. And I got, I got, I basically gave, no, I did. I gave him in a second for AJ Green. And I'm so happy with that move. <laughs> Just so happy. Yeah, that's, that's pretty solid. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm entirely uh, with Nathan on that one. I think you can still find somebody that would give you something for Terrell Pryor. Uh, I think Jordan Matthews, as much as it hurts, will also not be making any of my teams. And I think everyone's kind of sleeping on Taylor Gabriel a little bit. I I think everyone assumes that it's just going to be like all A-Rob and now all of the Anthony Miller hype. And we still don't really know what Trubisky can do. Obviously, Nagy being there helps a lot, but we don't know that he's going to be a down-the-field, you know, stretch-it-out kind of guy. And honestly, you look at his college tape and, and everything, Taylor Gabriel is somebody that works – okay with that he can work underneath he can stretch it out yeah. but i think i think getting him in the slot a little bit more is gonna is gonna help trubisky out immensely obviously they have trey burton who's gonna basically be playing that exact same position so um yeah i i, I think i'm right with nathan and and just to remind everybody we we you know we talk about these you know people like to talk about sleepers like oh who's your who's your deep dive who's your sleeper like like we know something that you guys don't but there is real value to be found in these places um, I was chatting with the guys before the show and just kind of mentioned something about uh, guys like Marquise Goodwin and even Tariq Cohen. These were guys we were talking about potentially that weren't going to make our teams last year. Now, obviously, if you were rebuilding, you were keeping Tariq Cohen. Or if you were just like, hey, throw a dart at the dart at the board and see what happens with Marquise Goodwin. Well, now both of those guys are inside the top 180p and right. have real value. You can trade them for real assets. These guys aren't there right now, but these are the kind of guys we're looking at and and trying to evaluate their situations, their talent, everything around them to find, you know, that that free value. You're looking at someone that was droppable who now you can get something actually good for or keep them and use them in your fantasy teams. Yeah, I mean, the argument here if we're just truly playing the game is probably trade Gabriel cuz value-wise you could probably get I, I I don't know, what can you even get? I'm like a late second seems like it might it might not be doable, but He's certainly the most valuable out of the group, which is what I think what we're all trying to say. Yeah. Mostly because Jordan Matthews is work, worth zippy right now. <laughs> Terrell Pryor is worth next to zippy. Um, but you're right. I mean, Jordan Matthews, the injury, he's been injury riddled. If he gets, he'll get another shot once he gets healthy. And then if that's the case, then who knows? Maybe he stays healthy and, and is a serviceable wide receiver three, which would be free money if you put him on your roster. Right. Um, but that's that's a heck of a waiting game and a heck of a reach if you're making cuts today like Nathan is. All righty, let's wrap this game up with the tight end position. And as we know, the end of roster tight ends can get a bit ugly. So, so this is our list of tight ends for today. It's going to be Luke Wilson of the Detroit Lions. People forget that he is now a Lion. Uh, Rico Gathers of the Cowboys as of Monday. He probably won't be a Cowboy on Thursday. Um and uh, Nick Vanette of the Seattle Seahawks. So, Dan, uh, keep trade drop. Uh, I mean, I'm definitely keeping Luke Wilson. I think he has real value uh, at the tight end position. I think he can he can do something in that offense. Uh, yes, they have Marvin Jones. Yes, they have Golden Tate. Yes, they have Kenny Galladay. And they have all those running backs who they don't know how to use. Uh, but I truly believe that Luke Wilson is going to have a, ro- a role in that offense, and he's, he's going to 
produce a little bit. Um, so I'm going to keep him for sure. I, I think Nick Vanette maybe has a clear-ish path to touches. Um, and we don't really know what Seattle's offense is going to look like. We They seem to like think that Chris Carson's the second coming, and they're just not going to play their first-round draft pick. Um, That's right. So, so I don't know what's going on in Seattle. So I think I think because of the clear clear ish path to touches, I think Nick Vanette and Luke Wilson have the most trade value here. So I'm, I would keep the guy I prefer in Luke Wilson, trade Nick Vanette, and then cut Rico Gathers. As fun as it would be to watch him play and just like dominate everyone physically, I just don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's in the cards. Yeah, I, I think I'm basically going to follow suit with you here. I'm because I'm, Wilson, but both Wilson and Vanette really have nobody who's coming at like this season. It's either going to be the tight ends in those offenses just don't have any real production, or it's going to be one of these guys who's going to be producing. And I think it's probably unlikely that it's the former of those two. Um, so out of the two, I bet one of them actually ends up having some serviceable value and you have Vanette going into his third year. Um, and I think Wilson too, actually going in is Wilson in his third year as well. No, he's in like his sixth year. Okay. Yeah, he's been uh, around for a while. Yeah, I guess you're right. Uh, Vanette, Vanette's going into his third. So that's the year that the tight ends explode. Right. So maybe he'll come out of nowhere and Travis Kelsey us or whatever, you know, I, I don't know what a good example of that actually off the top of my head is of somebody who like kind of just, slept for three years and nobody had ever heard of. And then so suddenly just burst onto the scene. Well, basically most tight ends aside from Gronk and then like last year's class, <laughs> it's basically been forever tight end. Yeah. It's basically no tight end you draft in the first round of a dynasty. Like Max Williams, RIP. Yeah. No. Oh man. Why'd you bring it up? Come <laughs> on. <laughs> um, so both of them are very close to me. Um, I, I, I guess if this was the case, I'd probably shop the market and see if either had more value. I think Nick, I think Nick Vanette is more of the like exciting piece right now. The one getting news blurbs, uh, blurbs, uh, getting the blurbs on Roto world. So, um, he's the guy to probably be out actively shopping and hold on to Wilson and drop gathers. Cause yeah, I don't think fetch is going to happen. Rico gathers is not going to happen, but I think that his believers have not quite jumped ship yet. So he's my trade here. I think that, some, uh, I mean, I see every day, uh, how many times that Rico Gathers is going to get traded to the Chargers or the Chargers are going to pick him up when he's cut. Uh, so uh, one of those people who are just guaranteeing that's going to happen, I'll trade him to him. Yeah, and, and what, play behind Antonio Gates for the whole year? What is For what? Why would you care? G- G- Gates is not on the Chargers. I, I, he will be. <laughs> he's coming back. He's coming back, so, baby. So the pers- the player that's not on the Chargers is going to play behind the tight end that's not on the Chargers. That's right. For the Chargers, right. I'm saying I'm saying that he can't beat I can't, he can't beat Antonio Gates out of a job, and the guy's not even on the football field. There you go. And uh, Luke Wilson is my keep. I think that he has the uh, most likely to have some like streamable weeks. And Nick Smith, my drop, just because I, I think that Rico Gathers has like the more of the the flare appeal for a trade. So, I mean, you're not getting anything more than like a late third, early fourth for any of these guys. So uh, yeah, take what you can get. If you're, you know, doing this as a, you know, trying to figure out who to drop. All right. I think that that's, I think that is a boring take on three very end of roster uh, tight ends, but who knows? Maybe we'll get one. Maybe we'll get one that strikes. We'll strike fire here. We'll get, we'll get this year's Gary Barnage here. Maybe. Wow. What a poll. Gary Barnage. 
I actually just dropped him in one of my leagues. Stop it. Come on. <laughs> I know. It was the meat league that's been really quiet, but I, he was actually – I was like, what am I doing with Gary Barnage? He, was, he didn't even play all last year, and he's still on my <laughs> roster. <laughs> what am I doing? Uh, that's uh, not great. Not that's great. Great. great, and I still made the playoffs. What's up? You don't seem to do very well with tight ends. Didn't you Didn't you franchise tag uh, someone in a kitchen sink league? Oh, are you talking about Steven Anderson, the GOAT? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I trolled myself on Nathan's question on Twitter and wrote, uh, "Who are you thinking about dropping?" And I wrote, "I wrote Steven Anderson." Yeah, we talked about that before you before you joined the hangout. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good times, good times. I, hey, he is still currently franchised in uh, in I think it's Kitchen Sink. I think it's Kitchen Sink Four. He's still currently no, it's actually Cinco. He's currently franchised. If anybody wants to go look at that, enjoy that because it's a big franchise next to him. It was a great um, use of all-purpose money. Great that use. Is, yeah, and I thought it was Fritz. So I've, I, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that story is just all around embarrassing. It's not nothing I'm saying is going to make it better. So I'll just go ahead and give up. I've made a mistake. My bad. I'm still learning. Sorry about that kitchen sink. It's only like the most complicated league in the entire world. But that's cool. All right. Well, I guess that's going to wrap the show. Uh, make sure you leave five-star ratings and reviews. Uh, that always helps us out. Make sure you go check out our sponsor, RotoQL. They're in their product squad, QL. And um, and uh, make sure you join the RotoViz Patreon if you want to support us. If you can, that's great. Um, we, we really appreciate any money that you give to us, and, and do not take that for granted. We understand that it, it's, it's a lot. Um, so, anyways, uh, for Nathan, Dan, the Salamander, and myself, we're going to catch up with you guys next week. Gap Factory Labor Day sale is happening now. Hurry in for the best deals of the season. 40 to 75% off everything. Plus doorbusters August 30th through September 2nd only. Tees from $4.99. Logo styles from $16.99. And jeans from $19.99. Shop in-store today at Gap Factory or at GapFactory.com. The Gap Factory Labor Day sale is happening now. Hurry in for the best deals of the season. 40 to 75% off everything. Plus doorbusters August 30th through September 2nd only. Tees from $4.99. Logo styles from $16.99. And jeans from $19.99. Shop in-store today at Gap Factory or at GapFactory.com. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Rootmetrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. 
Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.